Hello and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church, a church in eastern Washington. My name is Brent. Uh, with me today is our special guest speaker from the weekend, Kristen Middleton. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Hey, Brent. I'm good. Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, Mallory uh, is not with us today. Uh, and the reason is, is because my schedule has been kind of stupid. We uh, went on a little family vacation and did like a <laughs> red eye back in town. And uh, then kind of uh, all kinds of just usually record on Tuesday mornings. And today it's Wednesday. So A, you're getting this late. B, we didn't even do an episode last week because I-, I was gone as well. Um, so apologize for all of the delays. But we are absolutely back. And uh, Kristen spoke on Sunday. And we wanted to kind of give a little follow up to it. Uh, I had a chance to listen to it last night as I was... Uh, getting home and just getting life together and uh Kristen you guys you guys do a Hawaiian vacation with the Middletons is it every year every other year what is it and pretty pretty um, often it's every yeah? other year every yep. other year okay um although this spring we're going to be headed to Arizona okay so we're switching it up all right that's I gotta be honest it's a little bit of a downgrade I've been to Arizona <laughs> uh Hawaii is uh really nice but in terms of travel with kids it's an upgrade yeah, it's a lot well, shorter of flight. Since we have such a big family with they six, six yeah. Middleton sons plus their wives and kids, there's a lot of us. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like a, a good central landing space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I do. We we uh, love vacation. We love that opportunity to sneak away with the family. It was great to see the kids. They got their chance to see for the very first time uh, warm beaches and a, a, a plane ride. They went on a plane when they were one, but they obviously do not remember that. So. That was great. We hit some major turbulence coming back. Kylie was like thinking we were gonna die, and it was yeah, that's rough. Uh, and the kids slept the whole through the whole thing, so that was great. So <laughs> isn't that how it is? Yeah, it's totally so how it is. Turbulence uh, is pretty rough, though. I agree. Yeah, I don't like it. We survived the ocean. We survived the the boogie board and the waves, rogue waves hitting the kids when they're not looking. Um, all of that stuff. They they had a blast and. Yeah, what, what was the was water great. like? Is it is it clear? It's really pretty, right? Uh, yeah, Where usually pretty were? clear. Um, so interesting thing for us is the very last day, uh, the waters are super murky, and uh, and we couldn't. We went out to go snorkeling one last day before we go, and we couldn't hardly see like ten feet in front of us. And yeah. we also then got a notice uh, that there were sharks in the area. They like oh closed. So how Maui works, West Kihei or South Kihei is Cam One, Two, and Three. All three beaches from north to south, one, two, three. We were on just south of three, and they had clo- closed beach one and two because of we saw a helicopter circling. We didn't know what was going on, and then we got an update on on a phone that like, oh, don't man. get in the water. <laughs> like five tiger sharks, one of them like fourteen feet long, and like Whoa. a hammerhead. Oh boy, all located out there. So it was like. What did you tell the kids? Were they like, well, that's what I was like trying to keep a secret. You know what I mean? Like, why the helicopters? Well, people are just doing helicopter tours, lots of helicopter tours. Because I knew uh, they would, they left our beach open. So, like, obviously they felt like we were probably safe. Um, And uh, I I knew if I had said anything about a shark, that was like London's number one concern. And so we would not get in the water. Yeah. Uh, But uh, we we braved it anyways. We're such tough people. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. And uh, what about turtles? We we saw some turtles. Saw a couple. um, Yeah, definitely not as many. Um, Kylie and I had gone a couple years ago and seen a lot more. And we were like, oh, man, these are everywhere. And then you go back. And I really wanted Grayson uh, sleeps with a like a um, like a stuffed turtle. And and so he's like major into turtles. That was like his dream. And uh, I don't think he saw one while we were there. And we took him out snorkeling a couple of times. Uh, And that's a huge bummer. He's he's like, no, I saw one. And I was like, I don't I mean, I don't think he did. But that's I mean, like, I want him to think that he did. Yeah, because that's better than than not seeing it. So, um, 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, that's uh, like incredible. And you're just swimming, and all of a sudden, a turtle just kind of comes rolling by you. And they're they're huge, the size of a garbage can. I don't know, they're big ones. Oh, amazing! So. Hawaii is a really amazing. It is. It was fun. It was hot. It was warm. And it's everything that's the Tri Cities is not right now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Well, we missed you guys. Here. We missed you. Yeah. Uh, we are up in a room right now recording this thing, and we, I, I make mention of how cold this room is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a little frosty, you yeah, guys. It's a little frosty. A little, in here today. little frosty. Not to mention our our uh, <laughs> heating unit in this left theater, which is the one right on the other side of this door, is out right now. Like it's trying to, it's getting fixed today. Okay, let me be honest. I could build a snowman in here. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think there's some snow in the corner. I'm gonna. It's yeah, uh, it's, it's cold. tough sledding, but that's all right. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for covering for me while we're gone. I, I got a chance to watch the message My last pleasure. night and got a, some feedback from Andrew yesterday during staff meeting stuff of just. How everything went. It's funny how church still continues to everything continues to run even when when I'm gone. You know what I mean? Like that's good. That's that's how it should be. <laughs> I like to, the, to think sometimes that it wouldn't. Like oh man, yeah, to the good staff you have. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And volunteers. Good volunteer teams. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, you uh, you had a chance to speak on loneliness and uh, the isolation of, of the heart. Or loneliness in the face of isolation, I believe, is the exact title of the topic. Does that sound right? Yeah, definitely. It's it's basically about fellowship and connection and relationship in a time when we're very prone to becoming isolated. And I think isolation can happen um, whether we are literally surrounded by people or not. Um, we, we can become emotionally isolated. Um, we find in a lot of current research and data and studies that um, there are a lot more people who feel like they don't have anyone that they can confide in when they have a crisis or a struggle or, you know, just an issue that's challenging. They don't feel like they have anyone they can confide in. So I was drawing on the message of Jesus and Paul, um, just talking about how God really has created us to be social creatures and we can find a lot of um, hope, healthy relationships, and connections with others. And I think church is a great place to find really positive fellowship. Yeah, absolutely. You uh, you spoke a few months ago on mental health and then followed it up with this loneliness in the face of isolation deal. And I almost feel like you went backwards because what you see in kind of uh, current literature is uh, about 2000 uh, or so, there's a book came out that called uh, Bowling Alone by Robert Putnam about isolation and loneliness and isolation. Uh, and then all of the, the Columbine stuff happens and, and people, uh, Michael Moore writes about or made this documentary, Bowling for Columbine, talking about Robert Putnam's, using that as perhaps trying to figure out why would these kids go off and do this kind of stuff? Why why are we seeing such an outrage of, of some of this? And pointing back to, and, and not, you know, you never have definitive um, stuff in there. You're trying to make sense of stuff that, should, you know, just doesn't make sense. And one of the things yeah. that kind of makes sense in that is an increasing level of loneliness and, and isolation, in spite of the fact that people are more connected in terms of, uh, you know, technology than ever before. And yet isolation still seems to be this nagging thing. And timely for you, for us, I think right now, because we are going into this holiday season where it is, Yes. You know, Starbucks cups are going to tell us how great it is to be together, <laughs> and um, those come out tomorrow. FYI, um, oh my gosh, the red cups. Anyways, yeah. um, and <laughs> yet, in spite of uh, or, or seeing that message, I think th- I think uh, what we see is a spike of loneliness related uh, 
decisions and and um, uh, depression symptoms in, in these months more so than any other months of the year. So um, yes. I, I felt like it was just timely in that way. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. Um, I think that um, sometimes we can feel even more isolated, like you were just saying, during the holiday season because we perhaps feel a sort of pressure to be with family or to be happy, quote unquote, um, and joyful when we're together with others. But um, I think that, you know, you can find connection and fellowship with people, um, certainly your own family members, but also with people who aren't family members or aren't blood related. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I touched on this in the sermon, but um, when I lived in New England and that's where John and I um, first met and got together, you know, we were a- away from family. Both he and I ha- didn't have any family close by and we really leaned into our relationships and our fellowship at our church. And we have friends to this day, friends and mentors um, who are like family to us and who even come out here to visit us in the Tri-Cities, even though they're not related to us. So fellowship and connection can happen in all kinds of ways. Now, I I thought you, where's your family at then? My family is in Montclair, New Jersey, which is a suburb of New York City. Okay. And you went to school at Yale. Um, and so th- y- you were in a town that was close. I mean, that's close to family, isn't it? I mean, tell me about ge- East Coast geography. I know nothing. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. So so we, John and I lived um, in a suburb of Boston called Westford, which is actually quite close to New Hampshire. Um, and the drive from there down to Montclair takes almost six hours. Oh, six hours. So it's oh, a okay. pretty long drive. Never mind then. Um, <laughs> for one reason, I, I mean, it's mostly a hard drive because the traffic is just Got it. quite gnarly out it's there miserable. on the East Coast yeah. between uh, major metropolises like Boston and New York. So it's kind of gnarly to travel. Um, and That yeah, feels so you know? far because I feel like <laughs> every time I go East Coast, I see signs. Like I'll, I'll be in D.C. and I'll see signs for, you know, Manhattan, New York or Philadelphia. And you're like, it's not that far. Like yeah. for people to just... I, I think that's the the biggest shock for people who come West Coast from East Coast is how far out Tri Cities really is from yeah. like Seattle or how far this is from like Billings, Montana. They're like that feels like a day away. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's in between? You're like uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, nature. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, uh, eighty five mile an hour speed zones is what's in between uh, here in Billings, Montana. Um, so uh, to. So, but it is interesting, like to go East Coast, West Coast, like that travel yeah. for you guys of of uh, you know having that be you know six hours away and then feeling that that grief and and then deciding a, a big factor for like probably the biggest factor at least from what I've perceived of you guys yep. is yep. is to be near the family piece um, just to see the kids. It's true. Grow up with the I mean, and it's, all that kind it of stuff. is true. I think um, we really we felt called to move out here. Um, and I think that change really help, happened for us when we um, had our first daughter, Addie, who's now two and a half. Um, after she was born, um, we just we came out here to Tri Cities. You know, we're still living in Massachusetts, and we visited with the Middletons here, and all of John's brothers, and my sister-in-laws, their kids, you know, John's parents, and we felt such love and warmth, and we really wanted our little girls to grow up around their cousins um and so uh prayed about it and talked we sought counsel from people whose opinions we really respected people who we knew could also give us some objective insight and 
ultimately we felt that God called us to move here and we moved here about a year and a half ago and really loved it. Um, it, it's, it's been challenging at times to transition to life here, but overall it's been a really joyful choice to have moved here. Um, but again, I do want to emphasize that I, I don't think, um, I don't think we have to be around blood relations in order to be fulfilled, content, happy, right. all those things. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes you, those you are find not a closer healthy relationships. relationships. <laughs> yeah. And distance is a better true. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or sometimes I think you need perhaps a break or a stretch of time or a chapter of time away from family of origin for growth or for whatever. Um, so I think God really works in mysterious ways and we have to trust in that. Yeah, I, I, I heard uh, somebody a, a while back talk about that and talk about, like, called the providential relationships, but that's just a fancy term for it. But, like, <laughs> uh, like the, the relationships that you're like, this is, like, this is not just a common interest. It's it, Once the common interest goes away, this relationship doesn't die. Because a lot of our relationships are based on our kids are on the same soccer team yeah. or we're doing the same or we work at the same place together. And we're yeah. friends as long as that continues to be in case. And those, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying there's anything uh-huh. wrong with those common relationships. Ground, common ground of, relationships. Yeah. Remove the common ground, the relationship seems to fade. Um, but then there's those relationships where it's not distance related. It's not location related. It's just there's something deeper about that. Mm-hmm. And the comment from him was, uh, you know, do, do whatever it takes to invest into those relationships. Do whatever mm-hmm. it takes because those are fewer and far between than you think. And when you're in the middle of them, you don't realize how valuable they are until you are in a spot where you don't have those anymore. And then all you have are common ground relationships and you'll wish you wish you would have taken less money to, you know, you wish you wouldn't have chased the money bug and, and gone somewhere because it, you know, opportunity was better or something was better and you left behind all of these different things. Or, yeah. uh, you know, you're over there and you're doing that and, and just, you know, making that time or um, booking those flights or, uh, you know, whatever it is to be able to, to say yeah. that I'm going to I'm going to spend some time in that way. So. That was good. I thought it was interesting too. Uh, so we just came off of eight days with our family. This was a family trip. So <laughs> right. like my my parents, both my parents, and then my three sisters, their spouses, and and most of their kids, uh, almost all of their kids, all, all went on this thing. So it was it was tough to try and. Uh, find restaurants that could seat 15, 17 people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we only, I think when we went out to eat together, all together, maybe once or twice the whole time. Other than that, it was like, like, can hey, we, can we rent out this half? We're taking some home half. or yeah, we're doing this. Costco's <laughs> great. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I found, and then, and then with our family too, like um, I haven't been around my kids that much for like eight days straight, because I I'm usually at work scheduled, and Kylie is well. I mean, even Kylie has I guess them at school. It was like twenty four seven. I saw my kids, which was super great. But like by day seven or day eight, you're going, I need I need a little alone time. So I I yeah. listened to that message going. You you <laughs> had something in there about. Caveat about yeah, caveat of like sometimes you you recharge. Like I definitely recharge with myself. So the thing I'm looking forward to is like tomorrow. Uh, like today I've got this and I've got a, like a lunch meeting thing with the boys and girls club thing. But then tomorrow it's all like sermon prep for Sunday, and I get to like lock myself in my office and I don't have to be with anybody. And I'm like I can't wait for it. Like I, it's just weird. <laughs> So yeah, like it's a recharge. I, it's totally version. a recharge, and it's not that I don't value relationships and and that kind of thing. I, I do have I have healthy community. In fact, that's one of the things I know we noticed 
um, traveling this last weekend uh, is we missed church and we, you know, we didn't, we didn't go anywhere on Sunday. I, I'm proud to say mm-hmm. I slept in um, <laughs> and it fe- good to do once. Yeah. And yeah. it feels like, like we genuinely missed it, which is always a good thing instead of like, a, Oh crap, we got to go back, you know, or what, you know, um, or whatever. Um, and then I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> I, 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 uh, it feels like a long time since I've seen people or like, there's just like, it's going to be, us. yeah, I do. Right. And it's yeah. only been, a, it's not even a, been two weeks yet. Well, we miss you and Kylie and the kids too. I know. It's like, just, I'm uh, serious. We miss seeing you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. Yeah. I get it. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it, I, I can't even imagine, uh, being outside of a community for like, uh, like if we were to like miss a month, like that would just feel like. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, who who is this? Well, How many kids do you have now? <laughs> community gives you anchors, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think it's sure. very grounding yeah. and stabilizing. And that's another piece to the fellowship and being a part of a church community is you get, you really get to anchor yourself to something um, that feels bigger than you as an individual. And not only that, but it's bigger than you and it's good. It's good. It's Jesus, you yeah. know? And, and the Holy Spirit is there in our midst um, I really feel that uh, when we're together on Sundays, I think I feel it in the lobby when people are just gathering and talking and sipping their coffee and kids are running around. I feel it when I'm sitting in um, the audience and you're preaching. I feel it, you know, when I go to pick up my kids and I see the selflessness of, you know, our our child care um, caregivers who are watching our kiddos while we're in church, um, the people who show up early to set up the signs and the coffee made. I mean, you can really feel it in all these different ways. And I touched on it too in the sermon when I talked about like even the greeters, you know, sometimes I show up to church and I'm not in a great mood or I'm sleep deprived or my hair's frazzled or whatever. And I see Kathy with a big smile or Randy with a big smile on her face or whomever it is. And that just really gives me a boost. Yeah. It means something, you know. I was trying to think through it through the eyes of somebody who was just checking church out and not involved in yeah. our community or any or any sort of church community. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have community, but they, they probably do. Uh, but, uh, you know, wh- what do I agree with? Um, what challenges me? What do I disagree with? Um, I, I really am trying to be more aggressive at that, even in my own teaching-wise of saying, uh, you know, we— we always have said we're a church for church people. I, I need to keep that at the mm-hmm. forefront of my mind. I need to have that picture of a person in front of me as I'm writing whatever I'm going to talk about on Sunday. So as I was thinking through that this week, uh, I think one of the things that um, I would agree with um, that you said is Jesus was tempted the most or in in isolation right so Mm -hmm. that's and i think that even if i disagreed fundamentally with you know christian principles or whatever i think from a thing about life i would agree that the times i've been most susceptible to um a dark side of myself is when i'm by myself Mm -hmm. and when i've experienced bouts of extended loneliness that i um can see it I can, there are the things that I'm least proud of about myself uh, come yeah. from when I've chosen a lot of times my own personal loneliness. I've, I've said no to offers of community uh, because uh, I'm busy. Um, 
Uh, I don't want it. I don't need it. Uh, I don't know. Whatever it is, I, I'm I'm chasing something else. I mm-hmm. got into a relationship, and when I got into this relationship, I started saying no to all of my other friends because I was so hard into this relationship. Uh, and then this thing fell apart because it just I, I sunk too much of my. I, I chased this too hard, right? I I thought this was going to be the solution for the, you know, the pain or whatever, and then I basically through that through the course of that rejection of all of the other things, and you know, you've seen that. You've had a friend go through a relationship where you're like, "Well, see you in six months, I guess." You know, when this <laughs> thing falls apart, uh, and then it posts that the 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 drama of having watched or experienced another another relationship fall apart, and then having to like almost walk back to your old community and be like, "Sorry for not calling you, not sorry for not being there," that kind of thing. And that sh- there's like shame involved in that, you know. Um, I I think that if I was listening that would be the part where we'd be like i get it i don't know if i believe that jesus was tempted by the devil i don't know how that all makes sense i don't even know if i you know what i believe about that but i believe in in real life that that kind of a context makes the most sense which is which makes me think i need to be hyper aware of my propensity to loneliness and the choice and the, the choices that i'm making or the ability to choose community or reject community based on something that i'm chasing yeah, I completely agree with that. And I, I appreciate you bringing up that part again about Jesus in the wilderness and how he was tempted by the enemy, you know, when he was completely alone. And and for an extended period of time, I think there's like these two factors, being alone or being isolated and for a long time. And ch- and he chose at length. He did it on he did it intentionally, he right? He did. I mean, yeah. Satan, the enemy said you know, why don't you jump off a cliff? If you're really who you say you are, if you're the son of God, angels will catch you. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was some real temptation there and Jesus rejected it. But um, I did want to piggyback on something you said and just this idea that um, I think when we cut ourselves off from other people, um, I think what we're really talking about is we're cutting ourselves off from other people emotionally. Like sometimes there's something called loneliness in the crowd, which I talked about in the sermon, which is where you can go through a work week and actually kind of, you know, see people. Maybe you interact surface level. You say, you know, you acknowledge that they're there. But um, I think when we lose touch with um, relationships where we can open up and be emotionally vulnerable, that's another kind of isolation that can be really dangerous. Um, that's when we can convince ourselves that, for example, we're not addicted to something. Uh, this isn't a problem. What I'm doing isn't bad, isn't hurting myself, when in fact it might be. Um, and I think when we have relationships where we can be honest or, or at least we can kind of confess or talk about stuff that's hard and challenging when we have relationships where we can do that we can put it on the table in a safe space with another person and that person can give us feedback whether that feedback is encouragement or truth maybe they need to say something to us that we don't want to hear but which would actually help us grow as a person anyway my point being when we don't have those relationships in our life I think that's also when we start to really get into you know dangerous places whether it's our mental health or you know physical stuff or whatever just we need um, to have people in our life who can be upfront and honest with us those relationships matter absolutely awesome well thanks again for speaking uh to our community and uh we're thankful for you and john and the kids and uh the flavor that you bring you guys bring to uh to this 
And uh, we'd love to close out our podcast with something that we do every single uh, episode mm-hmm. is our little Say Something Interesting. Um, and I, I think you're familiar with the context of it, so I won't go to explain it. You got something for us that's interesting? Um, let me see. I do. Do you guys know those like little boxes? They're plastic boxes that have chewing gum in them. Like, I feel like all my my friends or like people that like I chicklets. No, with, that's in a bag. No, no, like on a regular basis. Okay, maybe this has been around for a year or many years, but I'm just noticing it a lot lately. Friends of mine that chew gum. Um, like I was at a meeting last night and with some moms, and this mom pulled out like the bag of, out of her purse, this little chewing gum box. Like made of plastic with little pieces of gum in it. Thought it was so cool, <laughs> and then I realized I had just seen one last week with another friend. I'm like, is this a fad or is this just? Am I oh, just is, noticing it now? This is premier gum. You're, I mean, yeah. let me preface this by saying I'm <laughs> like, in terms of pensions or whatever. Like, I'm not really a shoe person. Da da da. Whatever. Like, some women love shoes, and that's great. But I love purses and bags. That's my penchant, and so I'm always kind of super aware of what somebody has taken out of their purse or what's in your purse. Love it. It's so fascinating to me. But I'm just recently noticing the chewing gum and the little cute plastic boxes, and I really want to get some. Mm. Do you know anything about that? I I know nothing. (laughs) All of my chewing gum comes from, like, little foil packets. Okay, yeah. And I I don't even chew gum that much. I've never been, like, a real gum chewer. Yeah. I always respect people who are, though, because yeah. whenever they are around me, I'm like, oh, their breath smells good. And I'm sure mine doesn't. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, I, and I, whenever I smell it, I'm always like, I should probably chew more gum. Yeah. Um, so right. I need to get on that, I guess. I don't know. I guess so. I feel like it can double as a baby rattle, too. Like, of course, I'll supervise so she doesn't accidentally open it. But, like, it, like, shakes and makes noise. Like you can shake it when you close the top, and the the gum just rattles around. It's kind oh. of pleasant. It's like a toy for the kids. Oh, I don't know. okay. Like, I think everything I have in my seen purse this. has to double as a toy for the kids. Yeah, no. Like it, that's a <laughs> that is fun season. It has isn't to it? qualify as also a toy <laughs> if it goes in my purse. Yeah, yeah. That's that's funny. Um, yeah, my uh, my kid loves my wallet and yeah. just pulls stuff out. He does, it doesn't double it as anything other than him just making a mess, throwing everything everywhere. So it's miserable. Yeah. All right, I will look for gum for you. Okay, in, uh, cool. In a, in a, a plastic container. Yeah, that okay. shakes, and we'll we'll go from there. Uh, ours, good. mine, uh, mine actually is uh, kind of food related as well. So Kylie and I <laughs> uh, uh, did a little trip to Leavenworth. I can't remember. Did I? I didn't say this about the podcast last time, did I? Did I talk about chai tea? I didn't talk about chai tea. I don't <sighs> think I did. I can't remember. This is going to be fresh and new. Uh, anyways. Chai tea is so good. You can talk about it anytime All right, good. you want. It's fall time. Yeah. It is chai tea time. It really time. is. Um, and uh, so we, uh, we that and, and by the way, Red Cups are tomorrow. I, I mentioned that previously. My wife was so disappointed. She thought it was November 1st. We went into Starbucks on the way home Aww. in Portland. Yeah. And they were still the dang traditional white cups. And we almost just walked out. Yeah. It was like. That is disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, tomorrow is tomorrow, Red Cup. And they're, they, if you get there early, okay. uh, they are doing like these reusable cups. Nice. Uh, they have a limited quantity. And then you like get a discount that. if you uh, bring them back in and use Good them again. Good for the environment. So there you go. Good for the environment. Love it. Uh, and chai tea. But, you know, ch- uh, uh, Starbucks chai tea is meh. It's, yeah, it's fine. It's meh. It's, it's okay. It's, it's mediocre. I kind of have to agree. You have to, when you mix it I'm with Nog, when too, you get a chig, so. then it's good. Ooh. But that's the only time you do it. Okay. Uh, but uh, a really good chai tea. Five sparrows is what we found. We we It's like Christmas in a cup, man. It is 
delicious Ooh. at a Kalispell, Montana, um, uh, near uh, Flathead Lake. We not that you have to drive there to get your your stuff, but we we found it on Amazon. Um, Say so, it again. What's the name of it? Yeah, Five Sparrows Chai Tea, and it's made with stevia, oh. so it's it's sugar free. Okay. Um, so good for uh, good better for your body a little bit than sugar. I, I think I don't know. Probably okay. gives cancer. Who who knows? <laughs> um, we hope not. But uh, man, I I was so impressed with the chai tea. It was amazing. So now I'm on the hunt for a milk frother um, because, you know, we don't have like a (laughs) steam wand thing. (laughs) So I'm like microwaving milk and I just don't feel good about that. I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not the same. (laughs) My wife swears we owned a a milk frother at one point and I never used it. We got one for our wedding. Did you? Years ago. Is it good? Oh, I I don't know where it went. Sorry. (laughs) Anymore. I just remember we got it when we opened it. John's like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, on the hunt, baby. Um, trying awesome. to make this thing happen so that we can enjoy some chai tea at home. That's so. going to be yummy. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Tis the season. I love the weather. Uh, yeah. The leaves are all over the place in my yard now. And it's just, it, it's good. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun to kind of bundle up a little bit more and yeah. and uh, do that. And I love it, yeah, too. It's going to be fun. It's like, even though the days are getting shorter, it's just nice to go inside and get cozy. And, you know, you get, you get home. You know, and you just, you want to stay inside. There's something about that that's nice. Absolutely. But don't stay inside on Sunday because we are starting a brand new series here called On the Road. Um, and uh, it's going to lead us all the way up to uh, our Advent series, which leads us into Christmas. And, and so uh, I'm kicking that off this weekend. We'd love to have you back uh, with that. It's going to be just an exciting, fun, good uh good series so super stoked about it um i think that'll do it for this week's episode thanks again Kristen, for making this thing happen My and pleasure. Uh, we I really enjoyed it love to see you sunday 9 30 or 11 uh or in case you have to miss because you're traveling eastlike slash talks have a great week everybody we'll talk to you soon have a great week